Hey sis, welcome to the Your Life, Your Worlds podcast. I am thankful and happy you are here. My name is Janine Gates. I am the Freedom Coach. I help corporate women who feel stuck in the grind and how it's impacting their future financial vision for themselves. Sis, I am here to help you make more money while enjoying your job. Hello, somebody. Let's get into it. How are you, sis? Before you answer, let's take three deep breaths together so you can center yourself, forget about your long to-do list for a minute, and truly check in. Relax your shoulders. Breathe in. Hold it and slowly breathe out. Breathe in. Hold it and slowly breathe out. Breathe in. A little more. A little more. Hold it. And slowly breathe out. Okay. Do you have your favorite beverage in hand? Because it's time for some grown woman girl time, sis. How are you? Thank you for sharing. Hey, y'all. I'm so happy that we are here at Jerrica. It is going to be such a great episode. I have known Jerrica for I don't know how long. Um, it's been some time, though, like yeah. four years maybe now? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited that Jerrica is here. Jerrica lives in Portland, Oregon, where I am from, the city of roses. I would say the best city, but that would be me lying. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to stick with the city of roses in a great uh -huh. city with good yeah. food. Jerrica works um, in the Park Road School District. She serves children, y'all. I love that for her because a baby, these babies be babying and it's rough, but we yes. appreciate all our teachers. So thank you, Jerrica, for working with students. And she's a mother of one. I have met her very spoiled, loving daughter. Um, so we're here to talk about how being a woman of faith it's challenging. I saw Jerrica post on Facebook about how no one talks about being a Christian and the difficulties that come with it. And I was like, girl, I need to have you on the podcast because I feel the same way. And oftentimes the message is kumbaya, like God is good all the time. And when yeah. you go to church, how you doing? Uh, blessed and highly favored. And it's like, baby, <laughs> but your life may be cut off. Or you might have me going through exactly. some things. Yep. But it's always that. So Jericho, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank I want to ask. Have... Oh, you're welcome. We always have our favorite beverage. I am drinking water out of a water bottle. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get a good old 96 ounces in a day. So that's what I'm drinking on. What are you sipping on? I have some Starbucks. Um, it's an iced caramel macchiato with some cold foam. So with some cold foam? Mm, girl, it uh, sounds yeah. real good. Yeah. Hold on, you drinking <laughs> an ice drink and it's like 47 degrees in Portland? Yeah, ice drinks all year round. It I I can only do hot drinks like if I'm not feeling good or if I'm just too cold. But 
yeah i have to have ice drink okay <laughs> now this is like none of my business but you will like be outside drinking cold drinks too mm-hmm. okay you feel different than me sis because yeah. what yeah <laughs> nah girl i need That's something a, i tell people my... all the time if you want something from starbucks don't ask me because it's always gonna be cold <laughs> i love that at least you know and you're getting what you want yeah, exactly so jerica when you wrote that post on facebook what mm-hmm. inspired it um i was actually on tiktok and um lately like my tiktok has been like all this christian content and so um the girl she had did a video and she was like you know people never talk about the downside of being a Christian when things aren't going good. You're always questioning God and your life is just turned upside down, but people still expect you to smile and always be happy and everything is positive. And I was like, you know what? That's right. I said, because now like I always post like happy things and, but I'd be feeling like crap. And so I was like, we don't have many people that talk about the downside of Christianity or following God. So I was like, huh, okay, let me write this post and see if other people are feeling like I'm feeling or if it's just me in a dark space right now. So that is what prompted me to write that status. Got you. I I appreciate the stats because when you wrote it, I was thinking about how we are called to be in this world, but not of this world. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself is challenging, especially when you think about we're a little older, we're on the older side of the millennials. And so we weren't, um, we weren't raised with like social media, like Instagram was not a right. thing. We right. were just getting on Facebook, TikTok wasn't a thing, Snapchat wasn't a thing. So all these social mm-hmm. media apps were not a thing. But when you think about us being grown and like having these goals and like we see social media and we're constantly told what to do, right. it can be challenging to be like, I'm going to be in this world, but not of this world. You can have your six figures, but I'm not having that. Or you can have your car. I'm not right. having that. And so it, that's very, like, you had me fascinated about that. And I was like, oh, she's telling the truth. What would you say is some of the most challenging things about being a Christian? Um, For me personally, it's people watching. I grew up in a Christian household. My grandfather, um, me and my siblings were adopted by our grandparents and he was the pastor. Um, she was a supervisor in the Kojic world. And so just having people watching you and, oh, you can't act like this. Or if you go to church, you got to sit there and be quiet and you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's like, hold on, I'm still a kid though. Like y'all chose to be in the church and be pastors and stuff. That wasn't my decision, but we still have to act like we're this perfect family, even though we're not. And so it's just like, okay, so growing up, like everyone came to me for stuff because I was the kid that always tried to do right or always try to be in the good graces of my grandparents so that whatever I did didn't reflect them. Ooh, okay, I got things to say. For those yeah. <laughs> who do not know what Kojic is, it's Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, baby, there's rules. <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was also 
I say my formative years. I know your formative years are really like when you're zero to 10 years old. But, you know, my life, I was bounced around as a foster child, one home after another. So like, I, those are not my formative years. I right. said, and I'm just saying, this is Janine saying this, not the research. But I say my teenage years are really my formative years because I was in my first house for four years without mm -hmm. moving. And I had, that's a lie. That's my second house. Sorry. But in this home, we were raised Kojic and she was a diehard Kojic. And so you're talking about rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. I remember going to church and like, I don't know how Kojic is today because I'm no longer Kojic, but they weren't as strict when I was in the pew. But when I got into the choir, which baby, no one wants me in their choir. I'm tone deaf. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, when you go to church, everybody in the choir at one point in time. And mm -hmm. so when I would go into the choir, I had to wear skirts down to my ankles. Man. <laughs> I'm a teenager. Man. Who wants to wear that? <laughs> it, it, it's, it was bad because it was like you come home from school and choir rehearsal is, so you want me to go all the way home just to put on the skirt? Child. For choir rehearsal and ain't nobody in the church. Child. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh-huh. And you can remind me of myself about good graces. I'm, uh, so you all don't know this, but Jerrica and I are very similar. So Jerrica's older sister, Kia, hangs out with my younger sister, Shaylan. And those two are the life of the party. They love uh -huh. being out. Jerrica <laughs> and I are grannies. Let's just be yes. real. And we are very like two goody two-shoe Christian girls too. Mm -hmm. And so very much so people pleasers. Like we did not want to disappoint our parents. And how does that serve you as a Christian woman? Now that I've gone through what I've been through, I don't care to be a goody two-shoes. Like I, I'm at the point in my life where you can think whatever you want to think. I'm going to walk the way I want to walk with God and you do you. Like I still go to church, still Kojic and all that, but I go to church for me now and not for my grandparents. Mm. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Would you also say, because my sister definitely influenced me to not be so straight and narrow. Did Kia influence you to be more loosey-goosey? No, Kia knows how I am. Um, So she's like, Jerrica's going to do Jerrica. Like, you can't peer pressure her to do anything. Like, that's just how Jerrica is. So she like tries to get me. Oh, come on, let's go, girl. No, I'm sit. I'm gonna stay in the house with my daughter. <laughs> That's so interesting. Like, so you, yeah. so you were never influenced by because I see Kia Shaman as very free people, mm -hmm. and so with us, we were not as free. But that even growing up, that never encouraged you to seek out freedom or seek out other. No. Wow. No, and I think it has to do with me always being under my grandmother and watching her and so like as I got older I was like oh she is who I want to be like she mm -hmm. is who I want people to see in me and not that she was like goody two-shoes but you always seen that light with her you knew she was a good person like even when she passed away people only had good things to say about her that's like, lovely you, never hear anything bad about my grandma so I'm like okay as I get older I I see why 
And it's because she didn't let people influence her, even when they did her wrong in the church. She didn't say, oh, okay, well, I'm done with the church. She still did what she needed to do as a pastor's wife. And so that's how, as I get older, that's how I want kind of like want to go in my life. Do I want to be pastor's wife? No, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. But her walk with God uh, really inspires me with my walk. I love that because we are different in that way, which I love. We need some similarities and differences. Mm -hmm. So growing up, my sister was a lot freer than me. My sister like came out of the world with the middle finger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I would see her live her free life, get on punishment and still live her free life. Right. I was like, like, I wish it was like you a little Uh bit. Yeah. I was like, why can't I be like that? Because here I am trying to be so good so I don't get on punishment. If you put me on punishment, we got some problems. Exactly. But anyway, so that's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, what is challenging you now in your faith? Putting my whole trust in God. Ooh, and... That big S word. <laughs> <laughs> and not saying, okay, God, you're taking too long. I'm going to just go ahead and do what I want to do. And now I've created him to take longer because he's like, okay, go ahead. and I'm going to show you your way ain't the right way. So trusting in him wholeheartedly, that, that, that's the hardest thing for me. Girl. Yeah. That's why I said that big (laughs) S word, surrendering. I have a hard time surrendering to the Lord's plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, can you just give me a little toe of what you got planned for me? Um, right. And also, yeah. I have to remind myself that God is a parent in my life. And a healthy parent wants the very mm-hmm. best for their children. So God is right. not going to dangle anything to tease me. God's not going to test me. God wants the best for me. So if I follow and trust the plan, things mm-hmm. will come to fruition. But that's a challenge. Yeah. So how are you navigating this challenge? Just trying to stay in the word, trying to make sure that even when things happen or don't happen the way I want it to, um, it's still in his plan. And maybe I didn't need it right now, or maybe I don't need it at all, but I know he's going to show me either why not right now or why I didn't need it. Mm. Oh, I love this. So yesterday I was at my life group for church mm-hmm. and we were talking about how we pray for things and if they happen or don't happen, does that change your relationship with God or how you see God? Mm-hmm. So with you asking God for things, and let's say that you ask for a few things and they, you don't see them happening yet. How do you still trust God's plan? Ooh, sometimes I don't, sometimes I still go off course and be like, Oh, I, I'm going, I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> And then I know when I get it, it's like, oh, okay, I see why you didn't want me to have it. So then you got to go in and repent and I'm sorry, Lord. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm still, that's, that's the struggle of knowing you want something, but he doesn't want you to have it. And it's like, now that I'm a mom, I can see that because my daughter will ask me for stuff all the time. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't need it. And it's the why, 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 and the crying and the please. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's how it is. That's how it is with God. Okay, I, I, I can see that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to keep herself safe or help her well-being 
So it's like, okay, I see that's what he's trying to do with me. Yeah. So it's like I'm learning through her. That is so deep. And so thank you for that lens because I don't have children. <laughs> um, and so I don't get to see the constant asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how we are. We're always asking, ask. Like as humans, we're always asking. And so it's a good that you get to see that and be like, I'm just being like my little baby with mm-hmm. God. Wow, thank you for that. Yeah. That's 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 good. Um I would love for you to share more about because when you wrote that post, you were in a what you said was a dark situation. Mm-hmm. In that situation, how did you trust God? Um, through a lot of prayer, um, making sure that I picked studies that were talking about things that I went through. And it seemed like with the, cause I go off of the Bible app and they have like daily um, things that you can do. It was like it, each prompt was talking to me in the situation that I was in. And like Kia would text me and be like, did you read today's Bible study? I'm like, yeah. She was like, wasn't we just talking about that? And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy how God works. So it's like, okay. It was showing me that, okay, Jerrica, even though you're in this dark situation right now, God is giving you things to show you that he's still there and that he's still walking with you and you can put your all your trust in him and he will never leave you where you're at. You said a couple of things that I really love. One, first of all, community. I love that you and your sister, y'all have a very special bond. Like I see you two on Instagram, I mean, Facebook supporting each other and like doing Bible studies, and like challenges together. The importance yeah. of community mm-hmm. is so valuable and necessary to walk this Christian life. Yeah. Because so often when humans go through something, they tend to isolate. And so if you're already in a community where it's tight and y'all check in constantly and do things together, it feels like the load is a little lighter. Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. As someone that went through an isolation period, it felt so much better actually just having someone that I could talk to about whatever I was going through and not be judged or not saying little slides, slick remarks and, and things like that. So I think once you find your community of people that you can fully trust and you know, is not going to be out here telling your business, because you know, Portland is small and something happened to you and everybody will know. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding those people that you can trust and you can tell stuff and they're like, okay, well, we're just going to pray about it. We're going to talk to God and we're going to leave it alone because you're not supposed to pray and worry and things like that. So that community is, is great to have. Yes. Yes. I would, let me tell you how, let's be real. Um, when I moved to Dallas, I've been here a little over a year, but I moved four mm-hmm. times in four months mm-hmm. and depleted my savings, which is like the first time in my life that I've depleted my savings. Yeah. And so that was really challenging. I remember crying and being like, why did God bring me here to leave right. me here? Like, why don't I have money to live? And like having them borrow thousands of dollars from my mom. And I remember my mom telling me I had all this money so that you could have it. And I was like, God never left you. God sent you your helpers. And so it's very important that we do not live in isolation because that's that's the enemy's playground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for you mentioning like how your sister would call text you like did you read today's bible study and stuff like that 
Now, judgment. Let's talk about judgment. Have you Ooh. ever been judged in a church? Oh, yeah. And do you mind sharing an experience of being judged by the church? Um, yeah, being married. Well, I'm I'm divorced now, but being married to my ex-husband, um, a lot of people he he was 20 years older than me. Um, or he is 20 years older than me. And so a lot of people knew him from like back in the day. And so when they seen that we was together and got married and stuff, it was a lot of talk like, oh, Pastor Jones' granddaughter, she with him and he used to beat on his exes. And and so it was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to church. I'm I'm just not going to go to church because who, who wants to hear all that? But I think the most hurt is having your family join in on those conversations. Mm. When you're supposed to be able to look up to your family and you got missionaries and elders and deacons in your family, but they're talking about you too. Like that, that don't go hand in hand. You're supposed to be encouraging me, uplifting me and, and, but I'm, I'm grown and I can make my own decisions, even though you don't like it. That don't mean to talk down. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. thank you so much for sharing that because you did it in quotations because this won't be a video. Rec- I mean, people won't see the video, they'll just hear a mm-hmm. recording. So, in quotations, you did things the right way mm-hmm. married, baby, you know, all that. And so, it's so surprising that they're judging because he's 20 years older. And back in the day when he was like a teenager messing up, as mm-hmm. if we don't all mess up, uh, so. I did things the right way. The baby came first with somebody else, and then I got married to somebody. <laughs> Oh, I'm still. Yeah, I didn't whole, look at it. That's a whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she well, was here uh two three years before I got married. So got yeah. you. Well, let me mind my business. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> no, yeah, but not. the point is, like, you're you're married, and mm-hmm. you're living this Christian life because, like, marriage marriage is not just Christian people, but it's very like that's the thing you do in Christianity. Um, yeah. and so to hear that you were judged and you went away from the church. Did that affect your relationship with God? Oh, yeah. And how so? Well, the person that I was with, he would talk about God, but he wouldn't talk about God. And so the relationship was horrible. Um, It ended up in a domestic violence type thing. Um, So it's like, going through that it was like why why me why why did I go through that like what what was the purpose of you letting him put his hands on me mm. because I'm a person I don't hurt anybody I mind my business I stay off the way but you still allowed this to happen so it was a lot of questioning God like okay what's what's up so now it's like, okay, if your parent does something to you or you think your parent does something to you, now you're mad at your parent and you don't talk to them mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you don't go to them for things that you need. Um, so I kind of strayed away from God and I didn't want to go to church. Um, none of that. Like even in the marriage, you know, you get with somebody that you know you're not supposed to be with. But people start talking about you, and now it's like, oh, I'm gonna show them mm, yes. that and this person can make it. 
but this person is sort of like the devil. So now he's pulling you, oh, no, let's just watch football on Sunday. We don't have to go to church or, well, we'll go to church next Sunday. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. So now we're not going to church at all. Gotcha. Yeah. So if I understand this correctly, mm-hmm. the marriage with the DV was the marriage that the church told you not to continue in or not to be married to, right? Yeah. So you had the judgment from your church in your family. Mm-hmm. You're in this wretched marriage. Mm-hmm. How did you, because you're out, you're divorced, you said. Mm-hmm. How did you manage to have someone to lean on when you had so much judgment coming at you? Uh, once again, my sister, um, she was just like, don't listen to what people say. Like, you decided to marry him. That's who you decided to be with. It is what, can't nobody do nothing about it now because y'all married. Unless you decide to divorce him, then okay. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to have your back in whatever. And I mean, there was times that me and her got into arguments and she would say stuff about it, but I know it was her saying it in the moment that she's mad and she know it's going to piss me off. And I said stuff to her that I know was going to piss her off. Um, But it was never like anything like that would cut too deep. It, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, just having her to talk to helped a lot. Hearing that makes me think of, uh, I can't remember the song, but Bomb and Gilead, like, you know, you uh-huh. just have that that healing spirit, that healing yeah. person or whatever you need in the midst of the storm. So I'm so thankful you had that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard when you go through something and we believe God did it. God right. left us. Mm-hmm. God no longer cares about us. And I remember uh, when I went through my legal situation, I'm not sure if you know a lot about that, but my biological mm-hmm. mother threw me out of the bus as a teenager mm. and I was uh, charged for it wow. as a crime. And so I spent 50 days in jail, had $12,000 in restitution that I had to pay back. And as I was going through this, I'll never forget, it was a Saturday, it was raining. Um, and I had just got back with my Spelman sister from Benihana's mm-hmm. and something told me to check the mail. And someone's like, don't wait, just wait till the, over the weekend's over. Cause it was Saturday, I was like, check it. And I just, I just knew there was something there, even though mm-hmm. I had asked them not to do this. They sent a warrant for my arrest at college. Oh, man. And I'm just like, you ain't got to arrest me on my campus. Right. Um, I told you all, I, I've been, before that, I participated in everything they asked me to participate in, bank statements they had, emails they had. I went to meet with them. I answered every call. So I just mm-hmm. felt like that was so extreme. And so when I got that, I was crying, like, I don't know if you've ever cried so much. You've had tears come out. You can't even see through your tears. Right. right. That's how much I was crying. Yeah. And I had to text uh, a dear woman uh, to me and said, how do you know when God is forgiving you? And she said, God forgave you before you even asked. Mm. And that was her, that moment let me know that God had me even though it felt so hard. So it's just so beautiful that we had these people to speak life into us. Mm-hmm. So now you're back in church. How did you go mm-hmm. from not being in church, not thinking God had you to you being at church every Sunday or however mm-hmm. many Sundays you go? We don't care if you every Sunday, every other Sunday, one Sunday, right. month, we don't care. <laughs> but you go to Sunday and I see you and your sister talk about church. Mm-hmm. How did you get back into church? Um. 
you know what? My grandpa got sick and he almost died. And so then he was going to step down as pastor. He wanted to retire. But I was telling him, I was like, you know, you don't really have nobody that could come in. And so it went for me not going to him asking me to be his secretary to like help him um, with things and be at his meetings. Um, he has um, ALS in his vocal cords. And so now it's real hard. Like if you're not around him, it's hard for you to understand him. So he was like, well, I need you to be at these meetings because you can understand me um, when his wife isn't there. And so you can kind of like be my voice or whatever. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. And so then he asked me to be his secretary and I'm like, oh, okay. Like you, you, as your granddaughter, you already asked for a lot. So I know as your secretary, you really going to be calling me. And so like, it went for me being his secretary to be like, okay, well, I need to at least go to church so I can see what's going on and see if people is treating him right. <laughs> treating him right and uh, so it's like it's crazy how God works because he's like okay I'm gonna get you back in this church but it's not how you think it's gonna go so it went from me helping my grandpa um to them asking me like oh well you work with kids do you want to be with the youth department and I'm like oh man that mean I'm gonna have to come to church because so now me and Kia, we help with the youth department and we um, third Sunday is youth Sunday. Um, so that's kind of like our program to run that day. But I'm like, okay, well, we can't just go on youth Sunday. We got to go other Sundays. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I got back into church by him asking me to come help him be his secretary and go to meetings with him. This <laughs> and is so beautiful. The oh, church board and... <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh wow you're doing a lot but this is so beautiful because you started off by saying your grandparents adopted you mm -hmm. and it seems like a full circle moment because your grandparents took care of you right and now with your grandfather's illness you're taking care of him like yeah. that is so beautiful I mean probably not in the capacity you would like to be taking care of him and all these yeah. church activities but still the love that you you two are displaying from absolutely you know, yeah yeah uh, so grandpa, you know, that's the same people in the church, adults in the church are very smart. Uh -huh. They know to ask us to be involved in a position that requires us to be in here and we can't get out so easily so that we stay in church. Exactly. And then he'll yeah. ask me to come over like on a Saturday or something. And, and when I'm leaving, he's like, oh, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at church. And I was like, okay. And then I know once I tell him, okay, I'll see you too, I better be at church or he's going to be calling me like, you told me you was coming to church. What happened? I <laughs> so, love yeah. it. And then Youth Sunday. So being involved in Youth Sunday, as well as working with kids for your professional job and having a baby, mm -hmm. you like all, you like being around these kids all the time? <laughs> Sometimes. It, you know, kids, they, one day they nice to you and the next day they, these kids are different. They cussing you out. I haven't had a kid cuss me out yet though. Um, Cause they know Miss Jerrica, she don't play that. Like, nah, you, you're not cussing me out and think you're going to be in my program. Um, But it's, it's hard just because, you know, even when you're having a bad day, you still have to show up because you still have bills to pay. Um, mm -hmm. And 
kids, they're needy. <laughs> you don't think adults are needy, though? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I have been blessed to have great jobs with great managers to where we've always become friends. Like, you know, I was a Starbucks manager for years and I still talk to my old managers and old coworkers because we all picked up slack. So I haven't nice. had a job yet where I dreaded it. Oh, you like, blessed. Oh, here, here come this person. Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, you blessed and highly favored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, you blessed. Mm, so, I, so, yeah. Mm, I can't say the same. I've had more wretched bosses than great bosses. So I'm glad really? you... Hell oh, yes. Man. Yes. Oh, that's oh. When I tell you, like, bosses who are horrible, I'm talking about migraine Sunday to yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Like, like literally making old, me sick because they were so horrible. Yeah, my old assistant manager, he's Dre's goddad. Like it's yeah, they're they've been great. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now I want to talk about you talk you're being so transparent and honest about your faith journey mm-hmm. here also on social media. And I know that the women's empowerment circle is not new because you all said it's coming back. Mm-hmm. How did you start this? Um, so we started five years ago, um, before the pandemic. And at first it was just me and Kia. Um, she, ha- she actually is the brains of all of this, um, the women empowerment circle. And she was like, oh, you know, I think we should do like either a podcast or, um, YouTube videos, just talking about what we go through as women. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I was like, well, if we do like YouTube, we'll need somebody to record us. Um, and so um, our friend Brianna, well, she's our God sister. We know her dad is an organist at our church. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, let's talk to Brianna. And so we talked to Brianna and she has a little sister. Um, her name is Miranda. And then our little sister, mine and Kia's May May. We were like, well, what if we did like a sister's thing? And we're like, oh, okay. So we like start this whole checks chain and we was like, okay, well, let's do it. Um, and so we did a couple videos about five years ago and then uh, the pandemic happened. Kia ended up having another baby. Miranda had a baby. I had a baby. Um, Brianna ended up getting married. And so we just, it stopped. It was like, okay, nobody is around each other in this pandemic yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, and so Kia was like, what if we get Women Empowerment Circle back together? And I was like, yeah, I think that'd be cool. So we were talking about it. And literally the next day, Brianna texted us and was like, you know, I've been thinking about, she texts everybody. I've been thinking about Women Empowerment Circle and like all these topics and stuff. What if you think, what do y'all think about coming back and doing some videos? And me and Kia was like, we literally just said this yesterday we was going to text wow. y'all about women empowerment so it was like okay that clearly this is nobody but god because we hadn't talked i think since brianna had got married which was like two years two three years ago okay uh, and i mean we would talk because brianna she braids hair too and so when i need drea to get her hair done um yeah. i would call brianna so we would just talk about like marriage and my divorce and stuff like that but it was never about women empowerment um 
<clears throat> and so when she sent that text, I was like, okay, God, we we see you yeah, working. Yeah. Um, and so we all got our dates together of when we can meet up and we did. So we shoot two videos each time. And so our first video, Seasons of Life, just came out this past Wednesday on the 13th. Um, and so we'll do a video every month on the second Wednesday. So we call it Women Empowerment Wednesday. Um, I love it. So that's when the videos will come out. And we have another recording session tomorrow uh, for two more videos because we were like, well, we should just stay on top of it. So yes. that if we can't meet, we'll still have videos to put out. I love it. So, I was like, so where okay, are these yeah. videos at? Um, so they're on YouTube. Um, the YouTube channel is the Brie Lolly Show. Um, and so the first one is on there. It's also tagged in our Instagram page, which is women empowerment circle with the underscore under it. I believe I got to double check that. That's yeah. okay. Cause you're going to send me the <laughs> yeah. notes. You're going to send me the channel. Yeah. What's the point of women's empowerment circle? Cause you all are church girls. So is it for mm -hmm. women of faith? Uh, women of faith, women of not faith. Like it's not a Christian based thing. Like we cuss and we we talk our stuff, um, but we want everyone to be able to get something out of it because we're five different women. Um, we all go through different things. Uh, like Kia has four boys. I have a daughter. Miranda has a son. Um, Brianna, she's just recently married. May May is the youngest um, of us all. So um, the age range is from almost 40 to late 20s um so it's something for everyone um, yeah that's a nice so age motherhood range. uh purpose what you think your purpose of life is season of, seasons of life we we talk about everything we don't just do like heavy hit stuff we want it to be fun too we like i think the next one that we put out is gonna be a lot of crying <laughs> But we need that balance. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of crying. <laughs> I appreciate that because we need the balance of womanhood and life mm -hmm. as a woman. Like we go through so much. And if it's always peaches and cream, right. we're a fraud. Like what are, what are we teaching people? And that's why I had a podcast episode about um, vulnerability and how mm -hmm. vulnerability makes life so much richer. It lets us know that we're not alone. We're not the only one that's been through something, but we right. can have these not so great days and have these mm -hmm. great days and we're still valuable. Exactly. And so I'm very thankful and excited for Women's Empowerment Circle. If you could give women who are struggling right now words of encouragement, what would you say to them? Um, I would tell them to keep the faith. Make sure you have your person um, that you can talk to about anything that you know that's not going to judge you that you know that's not going to have your business out in the streets um pray daily i i realize like when i don't pray i feel like something is missing throughout my day and you don't have to pray to god you pray to whoever you feel is has that power over you because not everybody is a christian not everybody believes in god um so you pray to who you believe is helping you mm -hmm. throughout your life. Um, yeah, just just make sure that you really have that person to talk to. And it can be a therapist. I know sometimes Black people is like, oh, no, don't go to therapy because you keep it in the house and you keep it in the mm -hmm. home. Therapy literally saved my life. When I had my daughter, my grandma passed a month later. 
And so, ha- like, having my mom die after having a little girl, it's like, mm. oh, oh, hold on a minute. And I'll never forget, I had a home health nurse. She had came over um, and she was like, oh, how are you doing? And like, any other time, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I just broke down and was crying. And she mm-hmm. knew me from high school and she was like, you, you all right? <laughs> She mm-hmm. like looked at me so weird. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you cry as long as I've known you. And she was like, Yeah, let me get you some help. I got a th- mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a therapist for you. And going to that therapist literally changed my life. So if you don't have anybody that you can talk to personally, talking to somebody who does not know you, and you'll probably never see again once you're done with that therapy session, will really help you because they can't really judge you because they don't know you. And they're going to give you their sound device. So having somebody to talk to is really helpful. Uh, Thank you for sharing. I'm very sorry that your grandmother passed away and um, so close to a baby being born and like postpartum and all of that. So glad to see you on the other side of that because your baby is how old now? She's seven. Seven. So good to see you on the other side. I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's so important to have a routine like if you have your routine that I always say prayer talk to God talk to whoever meditate allow God or whoever to mm-hmm. communicate with you yeah. take a walk in nature and journal slash be in a state of gratitude is so important and mm-hmm. it's really hard to start that when you're in the midst of a storm because mm-hmm. your mind is already elsewhere but if women could do that today and when the storm comes to still practice your routine, right? I think it's a saving grace. Like I, I think of how I've had my routine for a while now. And when I do have hard days, I still know the word for myself. So even if yes. little me, <laughs> the negative me comes out in my mind, or I tell myself what I can't do, or I speak negatively in my life. I know the God I serve because I've been serving this God for so long, reading my, yes. reading my Bible and stuff. And I do appreciate you talking about the importance of therapy. That is so important. And I have to say this, you can have someone in your personal life you talk to, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You still need a therapist. Because mm-hmm. what we don't want to do is wear friends out or wear people yeah. out with our stories. And so it's nice to have a therapist who is here only to serve you and your needs mm-hmm. um, and want to see you come out. Like therapists want to help you. so. Definitely go to therapy. Black women, we cannot continue to do it by ourselves. Right. We cannot continue to hold the family together, the church together, and all that, and then not pour into ourselves. And this is women in general, because a lot of women are carrying a lot of weight. And it's so important that we practice this womanist care, where we care for ourselves in the ways that we need care. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for that, Jerrica. My very last question is, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Um, I have Facebook, Jericho Lewis, um, Instagram. What? What is she going to get back to us on that one? I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, I have TikTok, but I don't even, I don't even be knowing. Um, so are you primarily on Facebook? Cause I see you very active there. No, I'm more active on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Good and to know. Yeah, it's Jerrica with like four underscores under it because everybody has my name all of a sudden. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I didn't know so many Jerricas. <laughs> wow, I love that. So we definitely yeah. will be hearing Jerrica's 
as well as the women's empowerment circles information in the show notes, y'all. Let's thank Jerrica for spending time with us talking yes, about how you. it's difficult and challenging to be a Christian. However, we still stay the course because we know who God is, what God has done for us. And so we mm-hmm. cannot leave God, even though sometimes it feels like God is not with us. But God is always with us. So I appreciate you sharing always. your journey and being an encouragement to see I, I didn't know a lot about your divorce and your marriage. I just knew that you were divorcee. But to hear you talk about that whole journey and look at you today. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that you are back in the church. I'm thankful that you are doing the Women's Empowerment Circle because people need to hear your story because you're going to heal so many other women. Yeah. It is hard to go through domestic violence and come out of it. Mm-hmm. And to see you still standing, you still smiling, you still talking mess, you taking care of your daughter, you're just living life. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited to support the Women's Empowerment Circle and to continue to see you thrive. So thank you so much for showing up and sharing your story and letting me be all in your business. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. I tell people all the time, I am, once you get to know me, I'm an open book. I will tell you my life story because I'm not ashamed. Um, And so, that's that's just me like i i used to be ashamed to talk about the domestic violence because it's like who 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 wants people to know that you got beat up you know um but having people say oh you know what that inspired me because you didn't let it happen again you got out first time um so yeah anything anybody wants to know you want to hear about i'll tell you (laughs) yeah i appreciate you saying like you there's no shame there because i I truly believe that God doesn't put us through things that we mm-hmm. go through, mm-hmm. but I do believe God brings us out for God's glory. Oh yeah. And the power of taking our stories and sharing it with other people can be so life-changing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, um, so I'm a rape survivor and I, you, no one would never know this until this year. Like I have kept it secret. Like a lot of mm-hmm. family members don't know. A lot of friends don't know this. But for years, it had a chokehold on me. And so if anyone talked about being raped, I literally would, my body would sh- get in shock. And I would yeah. have this, like this anxiety, like feeling like I'm struggling. And so yeah. I remember saying, Janine, you never asked for that. It was never your fault. Mm-hmm. And the more we talk about it, the more we free other women. And there's no reason for me to be judged by this. Like I should not right. feel like people are going to judge me. It should be a way of healing other people, but knowing that I was able to come through like that. I mean, I had a criminal record, you know, yeah. you see me today, but I came through so that I could tell how great God is. Like, I am so thankful for God because when I went through my, I'm not saying last question, we're still talking, but that's no, okay. Yeah. For that's yeah, what you're okay. <laughs> um, when I went through my legal situation and I had first went into for booking, I had 14 charges against me, mm. 14, 14. I was looking at some time. Yeah. And because of a good lawyer, a good mentor, a good support system in God, I count one misdemeanor. Oh, yeah. That's God. 14 to one? Yeah. You can't tell me God ain't real. Yeah. And so I use that story. I mean, I'm not everybody hasn't been to jail. Some people have, but just you can hit rock bottom and still come yeah. out on top because the glory of God. Absolutely. 
So I'm so thankful for our time together, Jerrica. I can't see you while I'm in Portland. Hopefully we yes. can go whatever. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing. And I look forward to supporting the Women's Empowerment Circle. And if I can do anything to help you all, please let me know. Oh, yeah. We, we, want, we want guests on there. So, yeah, we'll be reaching out um, because we want people to see women come together. Um, I would so, love yeah. that. Absolutely. And plus, I don't know if you know this. I know Miranda, but I haven't seen her in years, so I definitely like to come to a session oh, yeah. to see her. Yeah, Mar- <laughs> I love that's my girl. I love her. <laughs> yes, it's been so long. Well, Jerrica, thank you so much for your time, and I hope yes, you have thank an amazing you for having day. Me. You as You're well. welcome. Okay. Sis, wasn't that episode with Jerrica good? Good. It was good. I want to leave you with a job tip that you can try out. And it's about informational interviews. Those are so important to our career. And the number one reason why you want to have an informational interview is to give the manager an opportunity to get to know you, as well as for you to have an opportunity to learn more about the job and the office culture. When we have informational interviews before applying for a role, this gives the manager an opportunity to get to know you and pull your application when you apply. I hope that was helpful. Now, you know, I love hearing your thoughts about the podcast. So please respond to this episode and let me know what you're thinking. Let's have a conversation about all of this because it was so good. All right. That's all I have for you for this week. I pray you have an amazing week and I cannot wait to meet you here next Tuesday at 4.44 a.m. Central Time. Make sure you subscribe so you can get that notification when I drop the episode. Da-ding! All right, take care.